Hello, this is Sherry from the Sherry K. Hop Show, the show for helping you to live more joyfully in your life and your business. I have a gorgeous guest here with me today. She's a fabulous person, and I can't wait to tell you about her. But first, I want to let you know that you can stop by SherryKHoff.com, S-H-E-R-I-K-A-Y-E-H-O-F-F.com to also get some free gifts from me. So let me tell you about Patty Farmer. She is an award-winning marketing and media strategist, international speaker, podcast host, magazine publisher, and seven-figure event producer. As a global influencer and thought leader, she works with women CEOs, entrepreneurs, and speakers who are experts in their field to help them fully identify their expertise, attract and convert their ideal buyers, gain massive visibility, package their knowledge, and position them in the marketplace to leverage the media and create marketing strategies that are profitable, not painful. Her mission is to help her clients make a big impact in the world and bigger deposits in their bank account while designing a lifestyle they want to live. Welcome, Patty. So happy to have you here. Thanks so much, Sherry. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this podcast interview all week. Well, you are one remarkable woman and have done so much in your life. And today we're going to talk about monetizing your marketing. So what do you mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is that I believe that we all do a lot of things, right? And we do some things that feed our soul, which is really why we're in business, right? Some things just feed our soul and not everything needs to make us money. However, when you are doing things that should be generating revenue, I think they should be generating revenue, right? So you have the two separate pillars, things that generate revenue and things that feed your soul. And if you can monetize the things that generate revenue effectively, right, you'll have more time to do the things that feed your soul. And that's how we design the lifestyle we want to live. Mm, I love that. And I think... um you know, I think it's important because so many entrepreneurs are doing what they're doing to make a difference and they forget that, hey, it's okay to make money too. Or they, it's almost like an afterthought of, oh, maybe I should charge for this or, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe I could be more effective. So when you work with your people, what's the first thing that you do? The first thing that we do is design that lifestyle. So it always comes back to that for me is really helping them to know what's the lifestyle you want to live. And then I'm going to help them build a business that supports that lifestyle, not the other way around. Because no matter what people think, just because you own a business or you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean you're working, you know, 20 hours a week and you're doing whatever you want, right? That's really not how it is. And so the reality really is that if you know what the lifestyle is that you want to live, then we can go back and build that business for you that supports it, not the other way around, so that you actually enjoy your business and you actually have a business that gives you that time freedom that you were looking for. Everybody's lifestyle is not the same. Some people want to take 10 vacations a year and somebody else may want to just get off every day at three o'clock so they go to their kids' ball games, right? It's not the same for everyone, but it's important that we start with that because that's why they got business. Mm -hmm. I remember a moment that I had back in the corporate world where um. I had this realization and I think it's what started paving the way for me to eventually start my company. And that was, I had um, an appointment for uh, my daughter's eye checkup 
And at work, I kept having people stop into my office, stop into my office. And there was something in me that, you know, couldn't say, you know, let's take care of this later. I've got to go. So, so what happened is I ended up feeling like I still was rushing people. And then I got to the eye appointment and they wouldn't take us because we were late. And I have that just total failure feeling like, like, oh my gosh, I didn't make a single person happy today. (laughs) And it was the start of a vow that I would never schedule myself like that again. And it also was that beginning, I believe, of realizing that I wanted my, whatever I was doing for my career to be around the lifestyle that was really important to me. And, you know, for 14 years, I've owned my own business and I was able when my kids were little to be the carpool mom. And that was important to me. So I love that you bring that up. So after people, um, identify the lifestyle, what's the next step after that? Well, I think that really, honestly, we want to talk about what their objectives are, what realistically are their goals, right? Because a lot of times when people decide that they want to have a business, maybe they come from corporate or maybe they had a job and they loved it and they have these skill sets and now their kids went to school, whatever the case may be, or maybe they're just super passionate about something and they just say, oh, I really want to turn this into a business, which all of those things are good reasons. But the bottom line is in order to be successful, you have to have a CEO mindset, which is really funny because you just led me into this from what you just said, which I thought was kind of funny, which is when you have a CEO mindset, the first thing you have to know is that you have to know your numbers and you control your calendar, right? Everybody else in the world will try to, and it's kind of like your inbox, right? Your inbox is everybody else's agenda for you, right? These are all the things that you can get up in the morning and go in there and spend an hour or two in there. And you're like, oh my goodness, how did the day get away from me? You are the CEO. So as soon as you can do that, I've had so many people and they'll say, oh, I had this appointment and I couldn't do it because somebody walked into my office or I got this phone call. You control that, right? If they wanted to talk to you today, they'll want to talk to you in an hour, right? You have responsibilities to the other people. And so I think it is really, really important to shift that mindset. So the very first thing is once we decide the lifestyle we want to live, now we want to talk about what are their objectives? Do they have a you know, a a money goal, an income goal, which of course they do, right? You know, so what is that income goal? And so that we can really get really, really clear on what is it going to take to get them there. And so unlike a lot of marketing people who send out proposals when they're talking to potential clients, my clients always think that, wow, how do you do things a little bit differently? And the reason for that is because I do marketing and media and I'm all about monetizing, right? So that is my specialty. So in order to stay in integrity and keep to that, I feel like I have to do it this way. So what's important to me is that once we do a deep dive and then I create an action plan, the reality for me is how can I really have a conversation with you for five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever, and you decide that you want to hire me and they're like, oh, send me a proposal. And I'm going to send you this proposal and tell you all these things that I'm going to do for you. I don't know enough then, right? That proposal would be basic stuff. And I'm not a cookie cutter marketing strategist, right? And so for me, I switch that. It's a shift. And I say, no, what I want to do is have a deep dive. So I want to talk about, you know, what is it that you want to accomplish? What is it 
is the lifestyle you want to live. And then I'm going to put together an action plan with benchmarks that I'm going to keep us to during our time together in order to help you to achieve those goals that you want. I mean, my secret sauce is really being able to look and see how you can monetize your business and then coming up with things that will help us to do that, that you may not have ever thought about. So I have to tell you, Sherry, my three favorite words are strategy, leverage, and monetize. I mean, if you can nail those three things, I feel like that is pretty much the key to success in almost everything that you want to do in business, right? Which again, goes back to you being able to have that lifestyle that you want to live. Mm -hmm. So what do you find? I know you're not a cookie cutter approach kind of person, but probably from all the years you've been doing this, you there's maybe a pattern of gaps that people have. So what would you say is the biggest thing that's stopping people from being able to monetize and strategize and leverage? I would say there's a couple that I see, and you're right. There's always patterns, right? You know, success leaves clues. And so um, I think that one of them is that, which is kind of early on and most people don't realize this, but networking and sales are not the same thing. <laughs> Let me say that again. Networking and sales are not the same thing. And neither is marketing and sales. They're peanut butter and jelly. They go together, but they're not the same thing. A marketing funnel is not a sales funnel. So all of those things are different. We don't expect them to understand that. That's not their area of expertise. That's my area of expertise. But I believe that what happens is that people decide because they hear all the time, oh, you should go out and network. So they go out and network, right? They kind of do the spray and pray um, or <laughs> spaghetti marketing, which is throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. And neither one of those work, right? You know, there are things that you can do to wear the hats as you're building your business until you get to the point where you can outsource, which should be one of the first things that people want to do, which is work in your brilliance and hire other people to work in theirs. So when you think about it, marketing is 80% of your business. So why would you want to do that yourself if that's not your area of expertise, right? And this is where you really want to talk to your marketing person and be honest. This isn't the time to, you know, to kind of not want to tell them stuff. This is the time that this is the person you really should spill your gut and say, listen, this is what I've done. That's what my clients do to me. They come in and say, okay, Patty, here's all the things that I've done that didn't work, right? And I'll look at it. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you're sitting on a million dollars. The thing is, they just didn't have a strategy and they didn't know how to leverage and they didn't know how to monetize it, right? So I think that it is really, really important to get to that as quickly as we can. So that's kind of one of the big things. And I think the other thing is the whole fake it till you make it. You know, I don't believe in fake it till you make it. You know, I kind of, you know, really don't think that that is the way to do it. I think vulnerability is important now and visibility, credibility, all those things go hand in hand, but hire somebody who can help you to get where you want to be. So I think that people don't understand that. And they need to know that if you are going to want to, if you're looking at somebody's business and you're thinking, you know what, that's the kind of business that I want to have. And I think a lot of people do it, especially women, but they haven't walked in their shoes. So they don't know what they have already been through. Right. And so sometimes they beat themselves up because they think that, why am I not there? The reality is you haven't done the things that they've done. But here's what I always like to say. Don't look at somebody and think, oh, I want 
to be like them or I want to have a business like them and think that you need to do what they do. That's not the key. The key is to pick a mentor and think like they think. That's the key. Think like they think and then hire somebody who can help you to get there. That to me is the key to success. Oh, that's really beautiful. And, you know, you're the second expert that I've talked to this week that has said they don't like to fake it till you make it culture. And I 100% agree with that. And I, but I, I also think it's important to distinguish between fake it till you make it and act as if. So, um, you know, so most people, I mean, if you, if you have a goal to get your business to a million dollars or beyond and you've never done it before, you don't know what that feels like. So, you know, a helpful thing in acting as if is if you think, okay, well, so-and-so has done it. What do, you know, what would their attitude be in the morning? Would they face the day? Like, you know, I like to, like, if, if there's, you know, like a huge business success person that I admire, and I feel kind of stuck. I like to feel like, oh, well, what would they be? What would they be thinking or doing? Or, you know, and, and it shifts me out of my stuckness. Kind of your own version of what would Jesus do? <laughs> kind of your yeah, own exactly. Exactly. You know, that's so funny because I can't even tell you how many times I have heard. I, I wish I had a dollar for every time I've heard a client say, you know what, Patty, I'll be doing this or I'll be doing that. And I'll think to myself, oh, what would Patty say? Or what would Patty do? Like, like even after they're my clients, like they keep on like hearing my voice. But the thing is, I do agree with you doing as if, because that's the way you put, that's part of the CEO mindset, right? Doing that shift, you know, and part of that is like, you're talking about habits, right? right. You know, like what are the things to do now? I have to tell you, I'm a huge component and there's two kind of sides. One side is, yes, you need to recognize when you're the most creative, because whenever you're the most creative, that's when you should be doing revenue generating things. For me, that's first thing in the morning. But for other people, it may not be. But I learned early on that having calls, get to know you calls during that time was not productive for me. Like I do all my admin tasks that we have to do in the afternoon because I get up at five o'clock in the morning. Right. So knowing that. But with that said, What you do, instead of saying by eight o'clock in the morning, which to me, I probably get more work done by eight o'clock than most people get done by noon. But with that said, whatever that time is for you. So within the first two hours you get up in the morning, those things that you do and how you start your day really matter. Like, you know, so I'm very clear about what I do and I don't let anybody else tell me what that time should be because that is success time for me. There's things I do. I make sure that, you know, people say, well, what are those things that you do, Patty? So for me, first of all, I love coffee, so I can't do anything until I have my coffee. But once I do that, I mean, (laughs) every morning in the first two hours, I work for my number one client and my number one client is me. And I can't serve anybody else to the best of my ability, if I'm not taking care of me and my business, right? That's how I serve and support. So the first thing in the morning for me, once I am up, you know, I do, I read every single day. I probably read two to three business development books a week and one personal development book a week. I spend a lot of time reading because I really enjoy it. And I'm actually a pretty quick reader, not to say everybody else needs to do it, but it is very, very important to me. I also work out every day. I meditate every morning, right? And I journal 
every morning. And for me, I visual journal. And so people are like, what's visual journaling? On Pinterest, you know, you can have secret boards. <laughs> and I put all these affirmations and all those things in there. And so for me, when I start my day, how I have energy is after I've done all that, I look at all those visual affirmations. And man, it just gives me so much energy to start my day. It doesn't have to be the same for somebody else. This is just what my process is so that when I start my day, I am ready to serve and support my clients to the best of my ability. And I love that. Yeah, that sounds like a real power morning. And we're kind of soul sisters. A lot of those elements that you have, I do the same. And I can't imagine my life without doing that because it just sets you on a course and, you know, feeds you and, um, you know, activates all that creative energy. So, yeah. I would say that one of the things that I think it is super important and it is something to start recognizing as a trigger which is if you're in your business and you notice that 40% or more of your time in your day is putting out fires, that is an indicator that you need to outsource and that you're not sitting in the CEO seat and that you're letting everybody else's agenda becomes your agenda. Like your job as the CEO is not to be the fire hose. That is not your job, right? And if it is, there is already some gaps there. That should be an indicator that you need to bring somebody in and help you. And there's nothing wrong with asking for help, however that looks. But there does come a time where you're like, oh my gosh, like my whole day got away from me, which is why I start my day the way I do. But if it does, that is key. And whenever I catch myself saying, wow, how did that get away from me? It's like, oh, it's time for me to bring in another expert that needs to handle that for me. Mm -hmm. You know, and I have six people that work for me in the beginning that I had people who I just outsourced different things to, but really living the work in your brilliance and hiring other people to work in theirs. When you stop licking your own envelopes, like I say, it's amazing how that will manifest more money for you. Oh, good advice. Good advice. So gosh, we could just talk for days about (laughs) all of your expertise and what you bring to the table. And I'm sure that people have gotten so many kernels of wisdom, but how can people find you? So the easiest way to find me is just to go to my website, pattyfarmer.com, patties with a Y. Um, That's where they'll be able to find pretty much everything I do and stuff. So, you know, that should be your hub, right? You know, and so that is how they can find me the easiest. Okay. And then I know you have a freebie also for everyone. So where, where, what is it and where can they find it? Of course, because nobody would be a good guest if you didn't bring a gift, right? It's like bringing a (laughs) bottle of wine when you go to dinner, right? So um, for me, I think it's really important to be thinking about your marketing media money. So I have a marketing media money assessment, which basically what we'll do in three minutes or less, it will actually tell you, here's where you're excelling. This is what you're doing really good. Here is where you might want to tweak a few changes. And here is what you need to do for massive growth. And they can get to that by going to www.m3, which stands for Marketing Media Money, m3bizquiz.com. So m3bizquiz.com. And they will be amazed when they do the assessment, how much they will learn about their business. And, you know, I think the most important thing that we realize that I want to be able to say here is if it takes a village to raise a child, right? We've all heard that. Mm -hmm. It also takes a tribe to build a business, right? You're not out there alone. The relationships that you build 
are so important. Don't feel like you're out there alone. So I like to say all the time, the only difference between a contact and a contract is the R. And that R stands for relationships. And when we can remember that, I think no matter what your business is, essentially, we're all in the relationship business. Mm, Such great content. Oh, my gosh. And I just love your energy. So thank you so much, Patty. Um, Is there anything else you want to leave people with today? I just want to really just tell them, like, think about the relationships that you already have. Think about the partnerships that you've built and think about where you're spending the time and then to shift as quickly as you can into a CEO mindset. And if you need help, you know, find somebody who can actually help you to get there because that's where the magic is. Mm. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners. Be sure to visit Patty's website and you can visit my website, sherrykhoff.com for some cool gifts as well. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world. And we'll talk soon. Take care. Bye-bye.